Hey, thanks so much. Uh, we had a really funny experience this week, actually. It was, we had a lot of funny experiences because it was half term. But um, one of the experiences we had was at the Imperial War Museum, where we went. And um, when you take boys in there, it's like so different to going to visit a museum when, you know, for all of you guys. They basically ran past each of the exhibits. And I'd be like, oh, look at this one. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. And off they go to the next thing. Um, and this really related to quite a lot of the questions we had because some of the questions were things like, um, life is so fun, I spend all my brain energy being, the world is so full of fun, and it's like the boys, they're totally fixated on the fact that we're going to McDonald's for lunch, and that's all they want to get to, um, and I'm busy here, like, looking at, and so the thing that I was really fascinated with was an air raid shelter, um, and um, it was like, it was just a cage, but I walked past it, and I was like, Wow. And I called them over, and they're like, no, 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 you know, they were off. And what I really wanted to, when I saw the air raid shelter, I just wanted to stop and go, wow, I wonder what it would have felt like to be in that air raid shelter. I wonder if they'd let me get inside and actually experience what it was like. I wonder, you know, can, I, can you imagine what it would be like listening every night for those airplanes going overhead and worrying about whether your house was brightly lit and whether people would bomb you and I wonder if it would actually stand up to being bombed and these were all the questions that I wanted to ask but my boys had like way gone a long time ago and I think um, when we come to thinking about spending time with God and Bible reading that idea of stopping and really getting inside the, the um, truth that you're examining and exploring it and thinking about it and, and kind of really wanting to sense what that what it was what it was like that is how i've um found my bible readings have kind of really progressed recently um there's a verse that i want to share with you um from proverbs 2 you might want to get it open and i'll show you what i mean and why i say this so proverbs 2 verse 1 to 5 page 636 and proverbs 2 has some really interesting words about reading the bible to my words and Store up my commands within you. Turn your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And the way the guy in Proverbs speaks about Bible reading is he talks about it as treasure, hidden treasure. And he says that if we want to find that hidden treasure, the first thing we need to do is turn our ears. You know, so Bible reading is like the air raid shelter in a sense. And we just zoom straight past, you know, we listen to a sermon and we go, oh, that was interesting, and we're off onto the next thing. Or we open our Bibles and we do a quick skim read so we can tick the Bible reading plan. We go, that was interesting, and we're off because we want to go get to work on time. And actually, the first thing we need to do is turn our ear. We actually have to stop and turn our attention from the McDonald's that we're really excited about or the work that we know we need to get to. I'm just saying I'm going to stop here for a minute and I'm going to really explore this truth. I'm going to get inside it and feel what it meant to those first readers. Um, another uh, word that the um, person who writes it cite. Uh, so some of the questions talked about, I'm cold, intellectually I know it, but my heart isn't there. Um, there were several along that vein. And actually, as we open the Bible, or as we think about a sermon, we need to call out, God, I'm sorry, my heart is cold, I don't know why I'm more excited about McDonald's than I am about you. This is crazy. Why, when you're the God of the universe? So we do need to ask for help. Then it says we need to apply. Now, this can be really hard, especially with personal Bible reading. So I thought about this yesterday, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to 
share with them what I learned in my Bible reading this morning, because that'll be really fresh and interesting. And I read Daniel 12, and it was like so mega confusing and complicated. I was like, whoa, okay, thanks, God. I really don't understand even my own Bible reading. Um, So... Um, one of the ways that we can apply our heart is through Bible reading notes. So imagine you're in the Imperial War Museum. One way of getting inside that air rate shelter would be to get the audio, you know, the headphone thing that, where you've got somebody telling you what the air raid shelter means. Uh, so that's one way of doing it. The one thing that I tend to use is just a series of kind of fairly basic questions. I'll say, what's the main point? So this morning, I don't really know what Daniel 12 was about, but it was definitely about the fact that the end is coming. And that, that in itself gave me enough to think about. I thought, wow, for those first readers who'd just seen kings come and then kings go and kings come and then kings go, wow, it must be just amazing to know that God is in control of the fact that the end is coming. And then to think, how would I have felt if I'd have just had that, re- that revealed to me, you know, that, that there is going to be an end, that the uncertainty there, the person who's in control of that is God. And then you just think, well, hang on, if God's in control of it, then that means I don't need to worry about it. I can trust in that. And you see what I mean? Taking this idea, the first hearers hearing about the end coming, you can just explore that from different angles. I find it quite helpful, um, once I've sort of worked out the main thing the passage is saying, to think about it just in three ways. I think, what does that tell me about God? So like I just said, it tells me that God is in control, not me. What does it tell me about the cross? And in the passage, it talks about the whole of the world being divided into the wicked and the wise. And I thought, well, I'm definitely not wise. (laughs) Therefore, that makes me wicked. And the cross, you know, if you look at it through the lens of the cross, you think, wow, Jesus, because of the cross, I can actually be ready for the end that's coming. And the third thing that I think about is, what difference does it make to me? So I think about God. What does it tell me about God? What does it tell me about the cross and how much I need the cross? And then what does it tell me? What difference does it make to my life? And so the bit in Proverbs that I think this is really helpful about is um, where it says, store up, store up your commands within me um, and um, store up my commands within you. Sorry, that was verse one. I've just muddled those up. But actually, I want to sort of remember this truth. I want to go into my day and think, wow, the end is coming. I want to store that up inside me and keep coming back to it and thinking about it so that when I bump into my neighbor, Somewhere in the forefront of my thinking is, wow, the end is going to come. And is my neighbor ready for that? You know, or when you hear of stuff in the newspaper to think, wow, the end is going to come. And God's in control of that. And all this awful stuff that's happening right now is actually going to be sorted out by God. So I think that those three lenses to look through are a really good way of getting inside the air raid shelter as it was and really feeling the truth. And then um, something else that people mentioned a lot was... um, I'm nowhere near perfect and I fail. I'm overwhelmed with anxiety, stress and worry. And um, another one that said, it's hard to follow Jesus when I'm overwhelmed with feelings of doubt and shame. And sometimes when I'm looking through that cross lens, it's really helpful to say, how do I feel right now? And what does the cross have to say about that? You know, if I'm feeling overwhelmed with anxiety, if I'm feeling really guilty, if I can't stop thinking about those sins that I committed or the, the feeling of guilt that's on me, Thinking about the cross and saying, you know, God is in control of all this and he has sent Jesus to die for me. Actually, thinking about how I feel, I can say, I don't need to feel guilty. Sometimes those are things that the devil is speaking over us and wanting us to be oppressed by, but actually saying, wow, I'm not guilty. I'm not guilty anymore. 
And so that's a way of getting inside the air raid shelter and really feeling the promises of God, feeling the weight of what he's saying to us and seeing what a different day, knowing that although sometimes I feel guilty, I'm not guilty. God is not punishing me. So that's the difference uh, that I've kind of felt that um, kind of really thinking about a Bible passage, getting inside the air raid shelter has, has really helped me with. And I feel like um, in this culture, we're a real nation of skimmers. By nature, we kind of run past things because it's, we're surrounded by so much information, bombarded with emails, so much information on the internet that we're constantly kind of just skim reading, skim reading, skim reading. It's actually really hard to stop and get into a Bible passage and really think about what it means because by nature, we all just walk past the air raid shelter and go, oh, that's interesting, and on to the next thing. And so it does really take some effort to get into a text and really think about it. But, you know, actually it's the self-evident truth that relationships aren't built on brief encounters. They're kind of, that's interesting. Hi, God. Nice to see you again. Relationships need time to be invested in them. So think about your time with God as being the best part of your day. Think, oh, I really long to spend time with him. Sometimes this means reading less, um, not more. Um, So... Actually, you might want to take a smaller chunk of Bible, example of the Imperial War Museum. There's no way that you could go around every exhibit going, right, I'm going to stop and I'm really going to get inside this and I'm going to think about what it would feel like and what it would have meant. Actually, you've realistically only got a little, if you've only got a little bit of time, you can only cover a little bit of truth, but really get inside that truth. Um, And use all the different ways that God's speaking to you. Don't just think, I can only do this in my personal Bible reading. I think that's why 121 is so brilliant. Actually, you know, Sunday, you hear a sermon. Make sure that you find somebody you can meet with to read 121. It's really, really helped Jonty and I in our relationship. We do it once a week. And and 121 essentially is getting inside the truth that the sermon's taught us. It's like getting inside the air raid shelter and exploring it through all those different lenses and really beginning to feel what it would have been like for people who heard that for the first time. Um, I think about that, about focus as well. Since I've been studying this, I've been studying some of this material for a project. Um, Actually, I've been reading the Bible before focus. I've been reading the passage, then doing the study, and then the next day kind of praying through the truths. Just basically, I've been reading less and thinking more. So my focus study has been something that I'm doing on the the next day. And, oh, it's made such a difference because I'm actually feeling the truths and beginning to think, what difference does that make to my life? Uh, So... I think that was mainly what I was going to share. I'm really sorry that it's such a rubbish illustration. I've basically compared God to... But actually, when you stop and really start to enjoy the truth about God, it's just really... um, You just want to come back for more. So I'd encourage you in that way. So the the question becomes, um, in your devotion to Christ... um, what would be one step you could take forward? Um, I wonder what, what you think would help. Um, can I just say, if you're not reading the Bible at all, you know, if you don't read the Bible every day, um, you're not some kind of freak. That's really actually very common for Christians. Um, and our desire is not to kind of load you down with guilt, but to say, what could you do a little bit more that would help you get on a road that would move you towards somewhere better. Um, that's what we're about. So I'd love you to think about that. And if you want to talk to Linda more about that, then, then please do. But devotion to Christ is, is crucial.